do the things you wanted to do as a child but like your mum or like your parents never had any money to do it or like you never ever went there I always wanted to go to Pizza Hut when I was a kid because they had the um Sunday bar and like I remember um kids at my school like talking about it all the time and being like oh my god it's amazing like it's unlimited blah blah and then when I was older me and my friends went there and I was like this is amazing and like I I definitely think like doing things that you want to do as a child like I always wanted to like paint pottery and stuff and like I can do that I have adult money now I can go and do the things that little me couldn't do and I think that's such a nice thing because then technically you're not by yourself you're with like the younger you doing the things they wanted to do and you're just like kind of taking them along for a ride with you. (laughs) Welcome to We're All Just Faking It. This is episode 26. Today we are talking about treating yourself like your first crush. With us today we have Dana, Blaze, Steph, and myself, Braylon. Um, Okay, so I'm really excited about this episode because I feel like love is, I love love, including (laughs) self-love. Self-love is so important. So Self-love is necessary. I'd even argue it's the most important type of love you'll ever have. Yeah. I mean, in the end, you have yourself. And I, it's, it's, it, I don't know. Like, self-love wasn't really super important to me until a few years ago. I was actually really fucking mean to myself. And I was miserable. Just kind of like, I don't want to be sad anymore you know like the, the switch went off in the brain and it's like what am I going to do to change that you, you can't really change exterior so I started focusing on me and it god that took that took forever that took a really fucking long time stop calling myself a piece of shit on the daily basis like I know that sounds ridiculous <laughs> but it took a really long time to like uncondition that I yeah. do feel that self-love is one of the hardest um like loves to have because like Steph said it's really hard to learn to treat yourself nicely when all your inner voices are from other people treating you like shit I recently listened to a um, neurologist talk her name is Verd Kogan and she spoke about how um, if you have any thoughts that are mean to yourself like whatever the thought is if it is a mean thought um, it is untrue and you got that from somewhere else, somebody else, maybe a teacher, a guardian, somebody close to you. But I thought that was crazy that they like neurologically, she said, any thought that you have that is negative towards yourself, you you know, for fact is untrue. And I was like, wow, that's really powerful. That is so interesting. Cause I know we've spoken about on the podcast before, like that, that inner voice isn't you, like that's all the voices you've like had growing up and stuff being horrible to you but it's really nice to kind of learn that it is actually like officially like yeah you know someone has actually like said that and it's not just us like trying to make ourselves feel better (laughs) no they study this and I thought that was really cool um because she talked a lot about connecting to your higher consciousness and that is the part of you at least I feel like my higher consciousness for me is like a parent Like when I'm in that mode and I'm able to like talk myself down off a ledge or I do have a really negative thought about myself and I can kind of listen and say, what part of me is this coming from? What needs attention and kind of comfort that part of me and say like, hey, we're safe. You know, this is an untrue belief. Um, Whatever I need to do to kind of 
tell myself like, I know you're worried about that, but we don't have to think about that and we can be safe here either way. (laughs) I mean, tough love is one thing, but if you would never speak to another human being the way you're speaking to yourself, like maybe fucking do something about that. (laughs) (laughs) For me, what really clicked it was I was in high school and I had this realization one day and I was like, nobody is ever going to be as big of a cheerleader for myself as I'm going to be. And I was like, it like, I don't know why that made such an impact on me, but I was like, I can cheer myself on. And then once I realized that, I was like, wait a second, I can tell myself all the good things. And like, I'm really cool. And it like, I had this aha moment of being like, nobody else is ever going to love me like I do. So I need to love me the best. I know where the standards come from, right? Standards for how other people can treat you, your standards for like your imposter syndrome, your confidence going into school and work and friendships and all of that I feel like stems from how you feel about yourself, um, which can be it's 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 tough. Like you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work to like yourself. It's it's cultivating a relationship with yourself is probably I don't know. I feel like it's similar to culting, cultivating a relationship with another human being, but it's just a little bit more raw because there's not like another person's brain that you can't be inside <laughs> of, like yeah. hindering, right? Like you see everything and it's like, holy <laughs> shit, okay. <laughs> Got to be real with ourselves here. There's definitely uh, no filter <laughs> with yourself, you know, you have to be real with yourself. Um, but also that means you get to see like the best bits of yourself as well that maybe not everyone sees of you I think that's what makes it beautiful is that you are the only person who will ever know all of your inner workings like even if you're so open with somebody and you're telling them what you think feels like everything there's still going to be things that you keep to yourself so learning to love yourself with all of those bits and all of that knowledge of how you truly are, I think is so powerful. Because if you can say, I love me with all of my faults and all of my weird thoughts and all the strange things that popped in my head and I still say, I love you, then I feel like it it makes it easier for other people to love you too. Well, that's where inner peace comes from, inner comfort, being comfortable in your own skin. And there's all kinds of I mean, the human brain, man. You you think the human brain was just kind of set up to be like, mm, are you sure? Sure, it's not the other thing. <laughs> just just because. Our brains love to protect us, but what they don't know is they're not always protecting us. They think they are. <laughs> Sometimes, though, they're putting us in a box and not letting us out. Also, sometimes with um, anxiety and stuff, your brain perceives um, anything that can cause you stress as a threat. So um, that's also not helpful because <laughs> like you could just be like stressed about something and then your brain's like, ah, this is a threat. Like, And then you become like you, you go through safety um, behaviors where you avoid that thing. And then obviously it becomes even more of a threat for you. So, um, yeah, our brains, uh, they, they try and help us, but sometimes um, they they. Um, they do a little bit more harm than than good in that respect. Get out of your get out of your own way, brain. 
Literally. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite things to do that make you feel like you're you're treating yourself like your first crush? What are your self-care go-tos? For me, it's really like taking care of myself physically and mentally, which I don't always do a great job at, obviously. But I think having that background of knowing that I love myself, it makes it easier to like invest in myself, whether that be like taking care of myself in in any way. And I find that taking care of myself strengthens the relationship I have with myself um, because I'm able to like invest time or money into me. And then that makes me feel really good. I think... Definitely, like, self-care is very, like, linked in with self-love, I would say. Like, you need to look after yourself to be able to love yourself. Um, So all the nice things you do for yourself. Like, I light myself a candle. um, And it's just, I like looking at it. I like the smell. I just, I love candles. Like, (laughs) it's a problem. Um, But, you know, like, I'll I'll light a candle and I'll I'll use things like, like, I'll, I'll buy myself something, like, I know, chocolate fingers or something. I'll be like, oh... I'll save these for, you know, when I really need them or like for a special occasion and stuff. And like sometimes it's just nice to open that box of chocolates that you've bought and just enjoy them and like treat yourself Um, or watch that film. You know, it doesn't have to be like a special day. You can just watch a film when you just need a little bit more of that love or, you know, you need that rest. Even just taking a rest, I feel like is is self-love because you're recognizing that you, you know, you've had a hard week or, you know, you've put in all that work and that now is a good time to just have a, have a bit of a rest and, and, and take the rest now before your body takes it for you later. Which is what my body is doing right now. (laughs) Vincent, you're thinking this whole time about like what I do for self-love and how I treat myself and stuff like that. And I've realized that I don't necessarily go out of my way to do those types of things. Like, I still do them, but I think I have such a healthy relationship with myself that I, it's not, I don't have to put much effort for it. Like, I just kind of do stuff that I enjoy and stuff that makes me happy on daily basis. That is my goal. That is like my <laughs> that's absolute, very impressive. I, I'm, I'm fucking serious. So it's it's like that's so like basic self care. That's just like taking care of myself, showering every day, washing my hair on time, making sure I brush my teeth twice a day, flossing, and then mastering that baseline, and then elevating it and adding one more thing into it. So like. You put on eyeliner when you leave the house. Like, you curl your hair a little bit. You fucking run a brush through it or a straightener. Like, just elevating it a little bit. And I want that. I want to just, like, do nice things for myself because it's the baseline standard that I have. We're not there yet, but we're working on it, damn it. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) It's it's definitely one of those things where it's – I don't know. Like, I was sitting here. I was like, why – haven't I thought about it in the ways that y'all are talking about it? Now I don't have an answer. Your mom. Probably. Yeah, I think it's my mom, my parents. 
because I, I also think it's how I was raised. I never um, truly had like that big of a bad voice inside my head. Like I get it very rarely where it will say something like you're stupid. And then I have to like have a little conversation with myself and you know <laughs> yeah usually that voice inside my head is like it's very like minimal it's just like about dumb things usually that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things couldn't but be I me. think yeah. my mom had <laughs> I think my mom had a lot to do with that as well for me just like yeah. always believing in me and like you know nobody in my family ever really spoke down to me ever um and my mom always stood up for me when people did, like family members and stuff. So kind of having um, somebody to be like, just instill that in you kind of from childhood, I think it makes it a lot easier. I've definitely had people like talk down to me and like say bad things about me. But usually what it all goes back to is this person is probably unhappy themselves and that's why they're even saying this in the first place. And it's not really me. Ding, ding, ding. That's that's a huge part of it. <laughs> Learning to my, understand an asshole. when people are mean to you. It, I'm like, that has literally nothing to do with me. Like, absolutely nothing. If you're going to come and just be rude, like, in my book, that's all on you. And I'm not going to feel any type of way about it. Like, okay, you're having a day today. Like, woo. I just don't think it's hard to just be a nice person to people. I so. think that's probably because you're good at being nice to yourself. It could be. I feel like that's the first step. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I because think if you're easy. unhappy yourself, you're going yeah. to put that out there to yeah. everyone else around you. Exactly. I think it's very easy to feel that way when you're in a loving um, like household and you're not in toxic like um, positions. But when you are not growing up in those um, those loving um, those loving relationships and like upbringings, and you have that kind of toxic toxicity in your life it's a lot harder you get those voices a lot more and you get them from people you trust and you love and they they push you down and they use their yep. voices to make you feel like a piece of shit it's That's, very yeah. very hard to then be able to internally love yourself because you are then fighting against what people yes. you love are saying to you and making you feel and then you don't feel like you're good enough to be loved mm -hmm. why should you love yourself when, when you're <coughs> sorry when like your closest people don't yeah exactly when like people yeah. you love do not value you or people think that who are you, supposed um, to love you yeah exactly don't. and that is the hardest thing that i think a lot of like young adults when they're going through this like journey of self-love that's the hardest like hurdle to pass because mm -hmm. you don't feel like you should be loved because no one else has growing up. And it's like, you need to be that person for yourself. It's like with reparenting. You have to be the first person who treats yourself with love unconditionally. Mm -hmm. You need to love yourself unconditionally because no one else is ever going to put you first. Yeah, you are the only person who is ever going to put yourself first. So you need to like, start being nicer to yourself and start fucking loving yourself because 
we're all amazing and we all deserve love like and if you do have those kinds of thoughts I think the first step is kind of just recognizing them and paying attention to them consciously and being like wait a second is this backed by truth? Because we know, like the neurologist said, any negative feeling you have about yourself or thought comes from somewhere else. So trying to figure out where that's coming from and kind of like Dana said, you got to like stick it to the man almost and be like, I'm going to fight against this. Everyone I love is mean to me. So I got to step up and be the person that loves myself. Definitely. I think you have to look to yourself for that love because I think we get into the kind of cycle of looking for that love in other places and it leads us to down roads that aren't always the best for us. And I Mm -hmm. think that we should be able to trust ourselves and our own uh, love from ourselves first and and just look there first. (laughs) Definitely. So how did you guys learn to love yourselves? Like what put you on that journey? I think for me, it was just the switch went off in my brain and I'm fucking sick of being unhappy and I can't really control everybody else, but I can control me and I can control how I feel about myself. And if everyone around me sucks, then I just need to be alone. And, you know, it that that in and of itself is incredibly hard to do. Um, I spend a lot of time alone, like even surrounded with people. I am not present there so being happy and alone with myself and not feeling like I'm going crazy sitting by myself and doing activities by myself has definitely been a journey um crafting has been that outlet and even then like I do Catterday craft days I'm still not by myself so um after stream though I definitely sit alone and we we do some arts and I feel a lot better after doing it so I I try to keep doing that I mean, your brain is with you 24-7, right? You can't ever turn it off except for when you go to sleep. But then you're not conscious, so it doesn't matter. Um, You might as well, like, make it a place that's enjoyable for you. And our brains are very neuroplastic. Like, you know, if you're having thought patterns, I tend to think of them like highways in your brains, like the neural passages. Those thoughts are just, like, super wide pathways, so it's really easy for you to have those. But as you work on contradicting those and, and saying, no, that's not true and, you know, really for trying to love yourself, those, those pathways get smaller and smaller and smaller. And you have those thoughts less, less often. And then your brain becomes a place you want to hang out. You want to spend time with yourself. Definitely. I think a lot of people are scared to be alone, like, because they, their brain isn't always a nice place and they don't know how to be alone with themselves. And I know a lot of people, um, that, they they are always they always have to be doing something they either have to be calling a friend or they they have to be in a game with people or they have to be out like they just cannot just sit in the house and watch a film by themselves or you know like just be by themselves um when really I think like taking yourself out on little dates is nice like I go to the cinema with myself I love it I'm I'm not judging myself for crying over a film. I don't give a shit. I just bring tissues, like, you know, and some chocolate. It's great. I definitely would love to get to the point where I, like, take myself out on, like, little dates and stuff like that. Because that is one thing that I don't do for myself. And I think it would be fun. I think it's fun to have a hobby that's, like, just for you that gets you out of the house. 
like that, when I used to you out of the house part. That's yeah, hard yeah. Here. I don't, I don't. <laughs> leave my Here's house, the thing: man. even it's annoying it, what I have to do. It can even just be walking by yourself and not taking your phone with you. That can be like a really powerful 15 minutes of just you and yourself, and you can like process and think through things while you walk. Yeah, because I'm in a safe a neighborhood. Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the time when you say you, you have to be comfortable in being alone, people think like you have to sit in your room and be by yourself. But like being comfortable it's like alone. Quiet, right. Well, I mean, I like being in my room, but you know, like being able to go out by yourself as well, that that's being alone with yourself and like going for like a little coffee date with yourself or going out for a nice meal or going out to the cinema and stuff. That's that's learning to to be comfortable being by yourself. And it's it's definitely really nice actually when you get to a point where you can do that like I really enjoy it because then you're not relying on someone else to want to go to the plans with you and then you don't have to worry about them being late or like oh they haven't turned up yet or oh when are they gonna come or what do you think they're gonna wear do you am I overdressed am I underdressed like you don't have to worry about all that overthinking (laughs) especially if it's something that you want to do that like you can't find anybody else to do it with you go do that by yourself Like, if there's something that you currently are like, oh, I would really love to do this, but you're, like, holding yourself back because you don't want to do it alone, like, that's a great time to go do that thing by yourself. I love that. I might might very well be doing that because I cannot for the life of me get my ass out of the house to go fucking roller skating. I want to go roller skating. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Make it a date for yourself. Gonna fall a lot. So <laughs> I'm out of practice. Other people I'm do. Thirty one. Things break at this age. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. <laughs> I know the feeling. It's literally scary. You're like, I stand up and everything cracks and pops. I'm like, this can't be good. What happened? <laughs> um. So I mean. If you're stuck on stuff like that, too, I think we talked about it in a previous episode, but do things that you did as a child. That's that's usually where I go back to my roots. If I'm like, I'm really fucking bored. I want to do something. I don't know what's going to bring me serotonins. I think about like, what did you do when you were 12 years old and you were by yourself? Because I was by myself a lot when I was a kid, like 99.9% of the time I was by myself. So drawing and reading and writing and video games, pretty much all the same shit that I do now. And now it's just dealing with the uh, decision paralysis of having Mm -hmm. built a craft room over the last 10 years and having no idea what to do. Because when the option is everything, (laughs) it's kind of hard to narrow it down. (laughs) You need a random generator that has all your things and just like pops you out ideas. That's a really good idea. I wish I okay, hold on. I'm gonna write that down. I saw a girl on TikTok saying she was like, I don't know what to do in the evening, and I, there's so many options, and then I just end up doing nothing. And I'm like, okay, you all need to just like put your activities into a generator and hit what am I doing right now? Boom, this one, and just do it. I am so bad you about know, doing that as well. I'll like give myself I'm, several options, and then I can't decide for like over an hour and then I end up doing nothing yeah you're like what do I want to do I don't know I could do this I could do this I like want to watch a film and I gotta choose it yeah that's that's hard too choosing what to watch 
Yes. That see, I just put something random on. TV's easy because I'm never watching it anyway. <laughs> like I, I listen on a Bluetooth speaker, so like the audio and the video are always off. And Vrona will come in. He's like, "How do you watch this?" I'm like, "I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm just listening to it." So before I redid my notion, sorry to sidebar. I had written down. I spent an entire six hour stream writing down every single craft project I had in this room. And then when I moved everything over to the new notion, I was like, Steph, you're never going to use this library or keep up with it. And I deleted it. Oh. I had everything written out. Oh, no. Time to do it again. Oh. I do think just adding on to what Steph said about do the things you um, you did as a child, do the things you wanted to do as a child, but like your mom or like your parents never had any money to do it or like you never ever went there. I always wanted to go to Pizza Hut when I was a kid because they had the um, Sunday bar. And like I remember um, kids at my school like talking about it all the time and being like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like it's unlimited, blah, blah. And then when I was older, me and my friends went there and I was like, this is amazing. And like, I, I definitely think, like, doing things that you want to do as a child, like, I always wanted to, like, paint pottery and stuff. And, like, I can do that. I have adult money now. I can go and do the things that little me couldn't do. And I think that's such a nice thing because then technically you're not by yourself. You're with, like, the younger you doing the things they wanted to do. And you're just, like, kind of taking them along for a ride with you. <laughs> I love channeling into, like, my younger selves. Like, I will literally say out loud, like, I might be doing an activity and I'm like, damn, like, 15-year-old Braylon would be so hype right now about this thing that we're doing. Like, oh, my God. And then I, I think that's really healing when you can, like, acknowledge those parts of you that still are within you and still get excited when you do something that they like. I love that. My whole room is like my inner child. Like <laughs> it makes me so happy to see it. Like, and I'm always like younger Braylon, if she could see my life right now, would just be like, yes, this is sick. <laughs> like we still play Pokemon. Look at all of our plushies. Like she would, if she came into my room, she would lose her shit. She'd be like, this is my room. <laughs> oh my God. I, ser I seriously think that adults are just big kids with money. We are. That's, that's all we yeah. are. <laughs> Yes. I do yes. I do have a one confession though. Younger me never had any candles, like ever. Like they didn't even like care about candles. Like and then I'm like obsessed. So I feel like younger me would be like, Why the fuck do you have so many candles in your room? Like what, <laughs> what's happening? Like what happened to us? Like what happened to you, Dana, <laughs> that you need this many candles? I just love them all so much. See, but then younger you would see you saying that and be like, oh, look how happy she is with all of her candles. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Younger like, you would 100% get into candles. Yeah. Like, that would be, be like, the turning shit. point. Like, <laughs> you talk to younger you and that's why you like candles now. <laughs> and then I'd have more and it would be great. <laughs> more candles. <laughs> candles from when you were 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love um, that. That would be a really cool paradox, though. Like, the only <laughs> reason you have X craft or hobby is because, like, time traveling you came back and was like, yeah, I really fucking love this, like, random thing. And you're like, 
all right, I can get with that. Cool. <laughs> that. <laughs> that would be so cool, though, because think of how good you would be at that one thing if yeah. you ended up going back oh in time and, like, starting it sooner. I don't even know what, what I would currently tell myself. Like oh, like, just suddenly, like, not. What if you're like, that's lame, I'm never liking candles, <laughs> and then, like, future Dana never likes candles. You could fuck Fair everything up. I don't want to live in that parallel like... world. <laughs> no, thank you. There's probably things from, like, my childhood that I probably thought was dumb, like, then, <laughs> that I would get into now. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe you would still get into it. Yeah. It's funny, though. I remember always buying those, like, little um, things of, like, mini crystals and stuff from, like, gift, like museum gift shops. And now I'm, like, a full-blown crystal guy. <laughs> and I'm, like, this is kind of fun. Like, little me liked them, but didn't really know much about them. And now I'm, like, like actively, like, researching about crystals. And I'm, like, very heavily into crystals now. And I just think it's funny how I've, like, adapted little me. <laughs> I've always been like a crystal and rock collecting. Oh yeah, I love rock. Girly. <laughs> and it hasn't changed. I used to collect rocks. I don't collect rocks anymore. I feel like it's just evolved for me. <laughs> rocks became crystals. It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm more any different. I'll tell you why. I stopped collecting rocks because I had to like move that shit from one place to another. And at one point in my life, something just kind of went off. And it's like you are literally filling a box of rocks and moving those rocks from one place to another. This is weird behavior and you should stop it. And I stopped collecting rocks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, maybe you need to start it up again. Find yourself the perfect rock. I'm going to be honest with you, Braylon. The most kindest. <laughs> I do not need another hobby. <laughs> That's or very do true. You? <laughs> or do you? Is there an inner part of you that wants to collect rocks? You did say in the last podcast episode that your hobby is collecting hobbies. So a hobby. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I do so not need another. Do you need another one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just picked up origami. Okay. Now I do origami. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's fun. I have a problem. Um, I think it's cool, though, because then you get to learn, like, a whole bunch of different things. It'll come up in conversation one day where that'll be handy. Like, I kind of wish I had invested my energy as a child into, like, history and, like, science and shit. You know, stuff that benefits me as an adult. But instead, I'm making paper stars. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, life oh, is more so about the journey than the destination right so if you're yeah. sitting there and you're enjoying doing the art of the paper stars then that's a fantastic way to spend your time I was just about to say like it is a journey it is baby steps it is just take it day by day your growth is not going to be instantaneous and that was a really tough pill for me to swallow too Nothing about humans is instantaneous when it comes to like self-growth and change and habits and all of that. It all takes time and investment. But it's easier to spend time on yourself when you trust yourself and you know that you're going to do what you say 
you have a more, you know, trusting relationship with yourself. Like I look at it like as if you're a partner and you're, you have like an accountability buddy. You're like, okay, we're going to go work out tomorrow. If you don't trust your own word, why are you going to do that? It means nothing to you. But if you do trust your word, it's like having an accountability buddy built in because you know, oh, when I say something, I do it. Do you know what, Braylon? I quite frequently think about you saying that you if you say you're going to do something you trust yourself like if you say I'm going to work out in the morning you know that you are going to do that and like you've already set that intention I think about that like all the time when I'm like not getting out of bed when I said the night before I was going to get up early (laughs) like every time I'm like we need to we need to like we need to get better at this we need to set that intention and follow it through start with small promises small promises even if it's something you know that you're already gonna do just say I'm gonna wake up in the morning and brush my teeth and then you do that and you can start super baby small and it really helps your brain like know and then it makes it so much easier because I know it's like fucked up but I can't say like if I say I'm gonna get up and work out I'm gonna do it so I can't I'm to the point where I like I can't say it or else it's gonna happen if that makes sense <laughs> like if I'm laying in bed the night before and I'm like oh no I think I'm gonna work out tomorrow like saying it the action has done been done it's like the the curse has been said and it's gonna oh, happen right. so I have to be careful with what I say like I have a gift but also a curse <laughs> yes <laughs> that's hysterical oh my gosh I love that. I really do. I got that way by just keeping small promises to myself. And that's part of reparenting yourself. They say to take, make a small promise to yourself every day and keep it. Um, And over time it gets better. And then you can trust your word. And you know, if I say something, it's true. I think that's really important because like for me growing up, there's so many times where people said they were going to do something and then it never happened. And so like to the point now where like if people like say we're doing something and then like we're not doing something, it really affects me. Like, so I think like for myself, I'm just doing the exact same thing to myself that people did to little me. Yeah. Yeah. You're treating yourself in a way that's like, like a shitty friend. Yeah a shitty friend who like bails on plans every single time and never does what they say which sucks because I'm I'm I would say I'm a good friend to people but like I'm a shit friend to myself like what that's the thing we already know well not everyone in every situation but most people already know how to love you know like what to give and what you should be receiving we just don't do it for ourselves yeah I don't think I actually cared at all about loving myself um, growing up. Like, I didn't really know, like, much about, like, self-love being a thing and, like, changing your inner voice or, like, being your inner parent or and everything. Like, I didn't know anything about that. And I didn't really explore um, much into, like, mental health and stuff because I didn't really know, like, much about it. But, like, um, after I left my um, abusive relationship... I was kind of like faced with the fact that I was alone and even more so alone because we were literally in the pandemic. <laughs> I like we were in a like um, isolation, you know, like you couldn't go out anyway. So you had to kind of learn how to be by yourself. But I also had to learn how to like love myself because like no one else was going to be there to do it for me. Um, apart from Cassie, you know. Um, <laughs> But so, yeah, like it was it was kind of interesting to like 
try and love myself how I am as well like I was constantly like trying to be changed in my last relationship and so it's like trying to love myself and not be like oh I would be better if I was like this or I would be better if I was like this no no like I'm I'm good how I am now and I need to love myself and by loving myself then I can like do that self-growth and that and learning and which I'm grateful that I've been able to do because um obviously we're all on our own journeys and we're constantly learning new things and self-growth is I don't know if we ever stop with self-growth but um I don't think so (laughs) but getting onto that journey was really helpful (laughs) I found um for sure um has helped me to learn how to grow as a person, slowly learning to love myself and my flaws and um, recognizing the good things as well. Like I I really struggled to like, I was always like, oh, there's nothing, like I don't have any like good qualities. And like now I I could easily name like five, I think. Like, at That's any great. Point. And that was so hard. Like I used to try and do uh, where I'd like write one thing I liked about myself and I struggled so hard with like one thing I liked about myself and now I can and easily name like five things I like about myself at any point which is so hard like when you're doing it at first you think you feel so stupid as well you're like oh like oh I don't know like I like my like hair like I don't know <laughs> it's like so silly when you first do it but you've got to like push through that silliness for sure like like it's not stupid you're 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 literally helping yourself like <laughs> no the neurologist said and I've seen people talk about this on TikTok they'll often call it like inner child work the neurologist Farid said if you have like a negative thought so like maybe back in the past Dana you might have thought like I don't deserve love Imagine that you are four years old and you walk up to yourself and you look yourself in the eye and you go, I don't deserve love. What are you going to say to that four-year-old? Oh my God. I think I cry. Like that, you know, you would be like, that is absolutely untrue. And like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. And like, what can we do to make you feel more loved? Like... Yeah, that is, I that is try and picture little me more often when I'm struggling with those those nice thoughts and stuff because it's hard being nice to yourself now, I think, but it's very easy to like look at like you when you were little, like say four, and be like, well, I'm not going to be a piece of shit to them. Like Exactly. That's, that's I had told her that I was having um, like feelings about not liking my body right now and she was like imagine you're four and you I don't like my body like he would be like oh my god no no. (laughs) I'm so sorry like you need to give yourself that same energy definitely because you that four-year-old is in you still it's there I think that's the important thing like we are our like childhood inner like child is still there like we're, we've just grown around it like it, it's exactly still, there. still hurt like we still need to like like heal ourselves I often talk about like my inner teenager comes out <laughs> when I'm like angsty or need to like really stand up for myself that's like my fiery inner teenager that comes out and is like all right we got this like we'll take over and we can <laughs> use our angsty teen energy to to stand up for ourselves or <laughs> I think 
teenage me had their lives more together as well. So I'd like to employ them. I think about that all the time. I'm like, how did I just kill it as a teenager? Like, I was just on everything. And then I got to college and it like, it all just fell out the window. (laughs) I was like, how did I go to the library for like three, four hours and just get work done? And now I'm like struggling <laughs> like we struggle bus in. I'm like can can you come back and like do this for me and I'll just like chill <laughs> I bet that comes down to like as a kid we had way less responsibilities and you also didn't have like the whole stress of the world whereas like as an adult you're like rent is increasing and food is increasing and gas is increasing and my wages are staying the same and I have to make relationships with my family and I have to have friends and there's like all these things whereas when you're a teenager you're like I go to school I hang out with my friends (laughs) I did not have the same teenage experience that <laughs> no, I would, I'd rather be an adult. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather be an adult because it's like my my whole thing with like being a minor. Everyone else has say and control over what you do when you can do it when like I, that no, is true. No. So yeah, if you had people not. controlling like, you a lot, that makes a lot of sense. For 17 of my most formative years and then I'm finally an adult and I'm like fuck. I mean, it's 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 exhausting. I'm tired of adulting. Don't get me wrong, but like, holy shit, I would not go the back freedom. and do that for the world. Yeah, Free, that freedom, makes sense. true freedom. It was a I, lot of hard work, and I didn't do it, you know, being very nice to myself. So it's it's exciting now that there's self care involved, and it's you know, I, I don't have as many panic attacks as I used to because it's, you were it's in less pressure. Survival mode before, and now you're in live mode. You had to be that person as well to get through what you were, you know, at the time. Sometimes you can't always be nice to yourself if you're in survival mode. Like, Yeah, being in survival mode, I feel like it has a completely different set of life advice that I would give that has nothing to do with when you're in live mode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Because, like, honestly, like, teenage stuff having this conversation would be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, like now we said, stuff that we stuff that stuff back down. We say, no, <laughs> "You shut the fuck up. Let me learn." <laughs> <laughs> you you had you did what you had to do to become the person you are today. Yeah, and I think Went as the well, next. there's no shame in that either. Like, because if you're if you feel bad about the way that you treated yourself when you were in survival mode like then you're just gonna feel even more bad about yourself when really you should just kind of be like okay we did what we had to do let's be nice to ourselves now you know I think it's so important to not um be mean to any past versions of yourself regardless of what they had to do to get to where you are today yeah exactly it's like how I look at my parents they were doing their best with the information that they had and the time that they had. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but I'm sure I would also just do my best and I would still mess it up. But it's like, that's all you can ever do. It's just try your best with the information that you have. I think too, I think about this all the time. If you could materialize a best friend, like the ultimate perfect just ultimate best friend 
would that person not just be a clone of you? Because for me, it would no. be. If I could have two of yeah. me, and nope. that, like, I'm like, all right, let's roll. We get to do all our favorite things together. We listen to the same music. We do the same stuff. Like, we act the same. Like, for me, I'm, like, visualizing that I could clone myself would be my ultimate best friend and help me love myself more. If like, I could clone me as, like, as if I'm, like, me to my friends, if I could clone that me and then, like, be friends with them, I'd be, like, bet, like, bet. But, like, if I'm cloning me like don't say something mean about yourself right now (laughs) and the way I treat myself at the moment I feel like we just wouldn't click very well like I prefer like to treat myself like a friend and have that me (laughs) because well we don't get there there yeah we're not there yet (laughs) I actually would want someone that's like opposite of me but still have like similar interests opposite like in your philosophies or way you do things or opposite um, how it can't it like energy levels everything it depends on like what exactly we're talking about so like i hate cleaning someone who's probably better than cleaning than me gotcha gotcha so somebody whose strengths match your weaknesses and vice yes. versa yeah I love a friend that like um, would like come around and like we do like like cleaning together or like we go off and be like hey you want to just like go shopping yeah let's go shopping or like hey you just want to chill around our house yeah let's just chill and like someone who's just like also would like challenge me as well like if I'm like thinking about something and like they have a different point of view I'd love them to be able to say it and be like actually I think this and then like have a a nice discussion about it where you don't feel like you're arguing or like because like I have discussions with people a lot and then at the end of them I realize like that might have been an argument and I've 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 just been like happily discussing it and I'm really enjoying the discussion (laughs) but like that other person is getting like angrier and angrier so like being able to have a discussion without it like being an argument in disguise would be great (laughs) I will say that's a very um autistic experience you just described (laughs) there thinking that you're having a discussion with somebody and then them being like wow that was an intense argument and you're like huh yeah like when I'm trying to explain things to people and then they're like oh that was really rude and I'm like oh I was just trying to give you all the information I possibly could like I'm just trying to be helpful and like now I'm just like rude apparently I I don't get it (laughs) I, I, I would like to not have to deal with that kind of social aspect of things with my friend this this clone whatever (laughs) if they could do that I'd be very happy (laughs) like just get rid of that part of things (laughs) Uh, I I, no no double I mean as much as I would love to clone myself I am an incredibly intense person and very fucking opinionated you think you would butt heads about a lot right I I no, absolutely not. Like I, I see myself sometimes in other people, and I'm like, I get it, I get it, <laughs> I totally get it. We're good, we're good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
I do think like becoming our best friend and our and a cheat it like Brian said earlier, your own like cheerleader, I think is very important. And I think by doing little bits of self care and and like taking yourself out for those like little dates and things, like I think is is all like baby steps towards becoming like your own cheerleader and your own best friend. For sure, definitely, definitely baby steps to all of this. Um, and I always say people always ask like what's what's a way to start loving yourself and there's one that's easy but is not easy at the same time and that is just to look in the mirror once a day and say i love you it feels really weird at first i will say it's going to feel not normal and not good and strange but your brain believes it after a while and if you can get over that hurdle of feeling awkward with yourself it's a really powerful tool, I think, to just acknowledge that every day to say, I love me. I love being me. I love all things about me. Even if that's untrue, just start saying it and see, watch, see if anything changes. Sometimes you got to convince yourself, even if you disagree. Fake it till you you make it. Yeah. Yes. We're all just faking it. (laughs) We're all just faking it till we make it. Convince yourself, like, listen, man, I know you don't believe it. Can you just can you just trust me on this one, Steph? Can you just believe that you're not the problem in this situation? And just trust me. Give it like a week and then come back and tell me how I was wrong. And I never do because I was I like that (laughs) saying like like trying to like prove yourself wrong almost. Like if you think like, oh, saying that I love you in the mirror is not gonna do anything. Well, I'm gonna try and prove that wrong. I'm gonna try it. That that got me through driving because like I'm so stubborn that my driving instructor would be like oh um you can do this and I'd be like no if I do that this is gonna happen and then he'd be like no I don't think so and I'd be like fine let's see shall we (laughs) let's see let's fucking see and then he would be right (laughs) and I'd be able to do the thing but it worked I was like let let's see fine we'll do it your way so you know sometimes being like stubborn or like um petty like in that way is is good because you can like force yourself to like do things (laughs) you're like oh he says that fine (laughs) let's see about that I do think as well like um I saw somewhere I read somewhere about giving your inner voice a name um of like someone you don't like or something and then like when your voice is like oh you don't look good in that it you think like um I'm just going to use the name Dave as an example, but I don't know anyone called Dave. Um, so it's not aimed at anybody. But, like, be like, fucking Dave, so I don't look nice in this? Oh, well, fuck them. Like, I look amazing. You know, like, just challenge that voice. Be like, fuck you to whatever voice you want to name you want to give your voice. Be like, nah. And then I think it, like, takes away some of that, um, like, emphasis from from your voice, your inner voice. It separates it from being you. And allows yeah. you to like easier have an easier time telling it you're wrong. Definitely. If you think it's like an external source. How did you guys fake it these last two weeks? Um I haven't been feeling the most secure. Uh imposter syndrome has definitely been kicking my ass lately and It's just kind of going through the motions and reflecting and writing it all down like, you know, what I am good at and what I can do. And it just reinforces like you're feeling insecure for literally nothing. Like I need I need to be more comfortable that nothing is permanent 
and nothing things don't necessarily have to move on my timeline so it's just kind of coming to terms um but maintaining a positive attitude through it like there's no reason to be an asshole it's fucking embarrassing I guess for me, work has been kind of a bitch the past two weeks. Um, But other than that, I don't really think I've faked it, like, that much. Like, I'm just kind of, as you said, going through the motions. And just getting stuff done. Mine is also a work thing. (laughs) Um, I've come back to like having one of my colleagues only there like half the time plus an extra like um department that I'm solely running myself like so that's three that I do by myself one that I do with somebody else who's now only there half the time um so the workload has been quite a lot this week I've been like exhausted every day and I'm just kind of faking it I'm just trying to get through it um every day every day I'm just faking it as soon as I get to work for me i um did not want to stream this week (laughs) so i was like you know what i'll just push it back 30 minutes and i'll do it anyways even though i don't want to and i did and it was fine so i've also been um doing this thing where i like hype myself up before my stream so I'll like put on a really jammy song and just like jam out at my desk before and like raise my energy levels. And I feel like that's kind of faking it in a way. <laughs> I really that's love that. Great, that's great advice. It helps a lot, I will say, because you're sitting there and you're like, you're all like nervous and anxious to press your go live button. So I just like jam out and then I'm like excited and ready and okay, let's go. I was like that on Friday because I came back to streaming um, from my stream break this week. And um, what helped was that my um, mentor was supposed to have a meeting with me at three and then was nowhere. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to have a meeting. And then at like half three, she was like, oh, hi. And I was like, shit, because I was supposed to start streaming at like four. And so I didn't actually end up streaming until like um, quarter past half past. So the fact that I was late, I was like trying to do it as quickly as possible. And then I hit go live and went to the loo. And then when I came back, kind of everyone was already talking which was really nice because I could just kind of go in and just be like hi everyone you know and that really helped my anxiety levels for coming back um for sure um and now I'm back it's going to be a lot easier to press that going live button now (laughs) it's always like hard after you've had a break yes it is even when you haven't had a break every now and then I get that way yeah like just randomly like you're just like oh oh I'm not sure I can go live and you're like what are you what what is what are you doing (laughs) that's why you have to fake it sometimes I literally went downstairs and I was like I don't want to stream and so Trey was like don't and then when he said that I was like hmm do I actually not want to stream I'm just gonna go do it anyways we'll just push it back a little bit so I can eat and relax for a minute and then I was fine Sometimes I, I flip a that. coin and whatever the coin says, like, I don't, I don't do what the coin says. Like, but if it, if it lands on something, I'm like, oh, and I'm disappointed that I know what I really wanted the answer to be. That's a helpful <laughs> decision-making tool. Yeah. <laughs> See, now what do you do when you're putting on your eyeliner and your husband's like, when are you going to stop the streaming nonsense and go back to spending your Saturdays with me? And I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? And I'm like, do you want me to cancel? And he's like, do what you want. I'm like okay, fine. And then I go stream for five hours. That sounds like a conversation is needed, maybe. (laughs) I think 
he's just being trolly. But I was like, I started streaming because you were busy playing games with the boys. So I occupied myself. <laughs> Maybe once a month you have a Saturday that you spend together, you know? We have done that. I have totally canceled stream to go hang out with my husband. I yeah. enjoy hanging out with my husband and I don't feel like I get to do it enough. But I also really like crafting and crafting solves my insanity more so than hanging out with my husband, unfortunately. Hey, One is I don't an think actual creative outlet. <laughs> anything wrong with that. You're spending time with yourself. It's important. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening in. We hope you found some value. Join us on Discord to access resources mentioned in each episode and find your people. Find us on social media and tune into our next episode. You're burned out, but what does that even mean? Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.